What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Christians of the Millennia. And today we get the honor of sitting down with no other than Carlos Reyes himself, a serial entrepreneur out of Arizona. Uh, Carlos is somebody that I personally have been following for a little while now on uh, a few social media platforms. And I just loved his hustle, his energy, the things that he used his platform to talk about, uh, and the way that he pushes not only other entrepreneurs, but uh, people of faith as well. And uh, I reached out, and fortunately, we were able to get him on. So for those of you that are just you know looking to build something, that are looking to collaborate with others, I really just want to push you and encourage you um, to really just find yourself. Because when you find yourself and you abide by the standards that you've set for yourself, those are the exact type of people that you're going to not only attract, but work best with. Now, I know everybody listening to this isn't an entrepreneur, and that is completely okay because I firmly believe that we're all, in a way, the CEO of our very own lives. So if there's anything in this episode that we talk about from a business perspective or anything that you hear me talk about from a business perspective and even some of the other episodes, uh, if you are not an entrepreneur or anything like that, that's completely okay. I would rather insist that you just apply some of those same principles to how you manage and conduct your life as if your life and your being were a company. So yeah, without further ado, we're going to get on into this thing, let Carlos introduce himself, and go from there. Hope you guys liked the episode, and thank you again for tuning in. Welcome back. My name is uh, Carlos Reyes, and you know, I, I'm an immigrant from Mexico. You know, I'm, uh, I, have a, I have several, several businesses with my business partner, and you know, he's an immigrant from Iraq, and um, you know, we both have we both have been through the, uh, the immigrant struggle, you know, the immigrant struggle of, you know, first and foremost, like, you know, uh, we were definitely dirt, dirt poor, uh, your typical, uh, immigrants, uh, upbringing, uh, mom didn't speak English. Um, uh, my mom's first job in the States was actually in California. And, uh, she was literally like picking fruit out in the field. And yeah. that's how she got her, um, her permanent residency, she got it through uh, an amnesty clause huh. or an amnesty through, um, through, uh, I think it was Reagan at the time. Okay. And so she was a field worker. She was a field worker. And let me know, and let me know if, the, if, if you can still hear me. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. So she was a field, she was a field worker and she, through the blessing uh, and the grace of God, she went from being illegal to, now having, you know, permanent residency in the United States. Wow. And, you know, we, while we were in Mexico, she, um, she came over here, a single mom. She's like, you know what? I, I want something better for my kids. Um, because I don't know if you guys know, but you know, Mexico, it's pretty damn close to being a third world country in some areas. Yeah. Um, where you don't have, you don't have, you know, it's, you got dirt roads and the poverty levels is, is ridiculous. And, she just wanted a better life for, yeah. for her sons, you know, me and my brother. And she, she kind of put it all on the line. You know, she went all in. So literally like came over to the States. Um, man, I, I mean, she snuck into the States, found this, this, this job out in the field 
started grinding, started making some money, started sending us some money that back in Mexico, my grandma yeah. was taking care of us. And it was rough. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Imagine being being a kid and you, you don't know why your mom's not around. You know, right. we just didn't know any better. You you feel like your mom abandoned you, you know? Right. And like, hey, how come my mom's not here? You know? And we just didn't know at the time. Obviously, as a kid, you just don't know any better. You don't know, you don't see the bigger picture of, right. of why things are what they are. And she made it happen. She worked her ass off. She brought me and my brother over. And then, um, you know, she continued to work two jobs, night and day, literally two to three hours of sleep max. And, and, and you know, she's your typical uh, single fam. I'm sorry, uh, single mom who never made more than $8.25 an hour ever, ever yeah. in her life. Right. Ever. $8.25 an hour. That was, you know, that was, uh, that was the most she ever made. She didn't speak English. And then, um, but you know what? She never made me feel like I was a victim of the circumstance wow. that the programming, a lot of, a lot of people in poverty or uh, that kind of upbringing, yeah. you're programmed a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. She never ever complained about not having money. Like she made it, she made it happen. Yeah. She never complained about being poor. You know, I'll be honest with you. The programming that she gave me was work your, work your ass off. Yeah. You know, you want something, you work your ass off. It was never like, you're a victim, complain, oh my God, you know, look at where we are. It was never like that, man. Like she honestly, like all my hustle I got from her. She yeah. never gave up. She just hustled. Yes, she had two jobs, but she also hustled what she could on the side, you know, electronics, cars, clothes, whatever. Yeah. So I saw this bring, you know, coming up. I saw this coming up and that's, I, I got to be very thankful because I didn't learn my game from my dad. My dad wasn't around. So everything that I learned, everything that I am now was through the grace of God and seeing my mom hustle the way she did all those years. And I had that itch, that entrepreneur itch from an early age. I knew that I wanted more. And you know what? Uh, one, of my, one of my dreams was to take care of my mom, you know? And right now she doesn't pay a single bill. She doesn't, she doesn't pay, even pay her phone bill. Yeah. I pay her phone bill, you know? <laughs> yeah, I pay for everything. Everything's taken care of for her, thank God. That's so awesome. that was my upbringing, and, and, and that's who I am, and, you know, and I'm in a different position in life now uh, yeah. through, you know, because of God's grace, you know, meeting my business partner and kind of just working our butts off and, and exploding some businesses, and, and here we are, you know, a few, uh, three and a half years in, by the way, People think that Sal and I have been in business for 10 years, 15 years. So no, we, we literally started our business in like April of 2015, April of 2015. Give me some, give me some, give me some, give me some. Sorry. uh, My boy's wife. Yeah. My, my boy's wife is uh, becoming a citizen on the first, which is, which is huge. You know, I, I've been down that path. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, just to go over, you know, my struggle as an immigrant, yeah. 1997, my mom applies for uh, immigration status for her sons. Um, I didn't get a permit. I got a work permit in 2004, mm. got a residency in 2005, became a citizen in 2012. You see, I, man, my, my, my life hasn't been, uh, you know, uh, easy, but honestly, like, I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way because I don't know what the outcome would be. Right. Yeah. So... 
So this is where we are now. Just kind of just to touch on that uh, just a little bit more, man, because uh, it it lit up on you as you were talking about that, that never give up mentality that you got from your mom. Uh, I was scrolling through your Instagram page and that was actually the last thing that you had talked about. The most important lesson that you had learned going through this process was never giving up. Um, how how did that never giving up mentality push you through to push you through to the point where you are right now? Like, well, t- talk a little more about like the struggles that it was to get through those moments where you, cause you talked about in the video how it wasn't always like, you know, you always knew that you were going to get to where you wanted to get to. You just weren't there yet. What was that emotional space like being when you weren't there yet, but you knew you were going to get there? That, I think that's what separates like a lot of successful people from the non-successful people. Mm-hmm. As human beings, we like to have a sense of security and guarantees. Yeah. And I remember, you know, my business partner and I, like we started this from scratch. We didn't know nothing Nothing, absolutely nothing about real estate. Nothing. Mm. We didn't know anything about investments. We didn't know anything. We don't have real estate licenses. Nothing. And you know what? I feel like my mom's upbringing, her programming, and then having the right business partner where we would just push each other. Yeah. Right? Hey, I may not know nothing about real estate now, but let me go find out. Right. You know, it's... Wow. And then... It, it, you, somebody's holding you accountable. Yeah. You guys are holding each other. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to make it, et cetera, et cetera. Honestly, man, like, having the right support system helps out a lot. Yeah. And the right support system, you, you got you gotta to be, you you be quick to identify who is the right support system and who is not. Mm. There were several people, oh, you're not gonna, you're not going to make it go back to work, don't quit your job, et cetera, et cetera. Then you got people like my significant other, you know, writing out bandit times with the marker. Did she think I was going to make it? Yeah. She's running bandit signs with a marker. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that alone, man, you know, I got, you know, she's writing bandit signs with the marker. Yeah, she thought I was going to make it. Yeah. Yeah, my business partner thought I was going to, we were going to make it. Damn. So having the right support system and surrounding yourself with the right group of people, like-minded people that don't see barriers, I feel like that helped me a lot to get through a lot of this process. Yeah, that's real. Hmm. Um, so then even kind of like, kind of more along the lines of, you know, your faith, if you will, like where and I guess when did that really when was it introduced to you, one, but when did it really, like, blossom um, for you personally, just as an individual? Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this much. So I knew that I would always be successful somehow, some way. Like, I always knew that there would come a crossroad, like, crossroad in my, in my life that I would be successful. But in order for me to be successful, this may sound crazy, I knew that I needed to be ready to receive that success. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was never ready to receive that success until I fully committed to God. Mm. 
when I fully committed to God, then he started trusting me. He trusted me with a little, then he trusted me with a little more, and then he trusted me with a lot more, and then he trusted me with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So that's when I committed to God 100%, man, I knew, like, I knew that it was time. Like, I started tithing. Mm-hmm. I've never tied like I never used to do tithing ever, you know. And it's it's you know what though for everybody who doesn't tithe out there, it doesn't happen overnight. It's something that you actually, as you're as you're developing spiritually and you're mm-hmm. growing spiritually, it's something that naturally starts to come, just like wow. every, just like everything else. Wow. So I knew that when I committed when I committed to God, man, my life changed 180 degrees. My cup is so full yeah. that I will literally, if I see somebody that needs money, I'll give them a few hundred dollars because I it's just my cup is full. <laughs> it's, full. Uh, it's been, you know, God yeah. is my witness, man. It's been, it's been, it, it's, that's, that's just the way things, yeah, that's just the way things are now. Thank God, you know? Yeah, wow. that's real. That's so real because if you, it, oh man, that's so good. Thank you for saying that because that if you, were to receive all that you received um, and then you wouldn't give back the way you felt God was asking you to give back. You'd be capping yourself and else, what else he wants to bless you with. So that's, that's just amazing, man. And it's uh it's very inspirational. You, you have to, you have to prove yourself. Like you have to prove yourself to him by, by see what happens is when you begin to tithe, you let him know that, you know, you don't serve two masters. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You let them know that you let them know that money is it, it, it's not meaningful in that way mm-hmm. yeah. that that you are actually the master of money and capital and you tell that what to do. Right. You tell that, you know, you tell that uh, the money what to do. And I say, hey, money, I'm going to invest this and I need you to bring me back this much. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to give this to this person so I can uplift them and help them. You see, I control, I leverage the money. I'm yeah. in control of the money. It doesn't mean anything to me. Mm. And it chases me. Right. We just had a meeting and I said, money chases me everywhere I go. And I'm chasing my business partner too, because we don't see money that way. Right. Wow. <laughs> I got to actually take a break. I got to take a break from money chasing me. Damn. Like if I'm, if I'm spending time with my family, I'm trying to take a break from money chasing me if i'm going to the gym i'm trying to take a break from money chasing me hey carlos that's so good man (laughs) that's a word i I promise man god is my witness that that is the truth man wow um well you know something we were kind of talking about before you hopped on was just like you know for someone like yourself, where you're currently at in your life, in your business, in your family, things like that, you have kind of over, you stepped over certain obstacles that people our age in their mid twenties and younger, um, are currently trying to like figure out, um, and not only figure out, but like so dang overwhelmed by each individual one that the collection of them is just like, man, like how, you know, how am I going to figure this out? Um, and what, what steps do I even take? So, uh, but at the same time, I think what a lot of us don't understand is that when we get over those humps, 
there's going to be new things to figure out. There's going to be new obstacles. There's going to be new issues. Um, maybe we're not as burdened by them because we've now overcome something. So we've developed a little bit more faith and perseverance, but there, like, there are still obstacles that get in the way when we get to the next level. So um, just kind of, I don't know, maybe a brief example of like what's that like, you know? There's, yeah, there's, there's problems at every level. Right. There's, there's, there's problems and, and, and decisions to make at every single level. I'll tell you this much. At first, when you're, when you're brand new into entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. oh my God, you know, am I going to make money this month? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when you're like, when you're deep into entrepreneurship, it's like, oh my God, how do I multiply this money? Yeah. And then when you're really deeper, it's like, wow, how do I retain this money there's just so when it there's so many there's different issues at every, at every single level but i'll tell you this much a lot of the problem with today's society mm-hmm. is instant gratification we get we, we we make a buck and we want to go and just it's burning a hole through our pocket yeah mm. wow. somehow some way that's because we don't know how to manage money yeah we don't know how to manage money we don't know how to control money yeah we don't know how to leverage money. Okay? Yeah. The other thing is, a lot of people... The, okay, if I say, hey, guys, surround yourself with like-minded individuals, surround yourself with people who are actually much more successful than you. Yeah. Even if I do that, and even if you do, nine out of ten people, you'll ask me for advice, and you won't do it. Yeah. You won't do it. People are hard-headed. Yeah. They're hard-headed. If I say, hey, look, man, don't buy that watch right now. Wait a, wait a year or two, and then you can buy whatever watch and watches that you want. Don't buy that car right now. Wait a year or two. Do it right, and then you can buy any single car that you want. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right. No, it doesn't matter. There's, Bro, it's, it's such a waste. It's such a waste. Like, today's society, they get a check, they burn it. Yeah. They get a check. Hey, man, what should I do with my money? You should do this and this and this and this. And then they still go and do the opposite. Yeah. yeah. They just, people aren't willing. They're just not receptive. They're, it doesn't matter. Yeah, one of the biggest life hacks in life is to surround yourself with successful people. Yeah. But what's the point of surrounding yourself with successful people if you're not going to take their advice? Yeah, right. <laughs> man. <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. That is a big part, or that's a big problem of today's society and, and, and up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Right. I know a lot of people that, like, want it, but they don't really want it. Part of the problem, part of the problem is they, they think they want it, but they, they want the wrong things, mm-hmm. and they want it now. Yeah. There's no patience. Right. There's no, pro- there's no process. They want it right now they want to take a picture with a lamborghini next week that belongs to them they want to take a picture with a mansion that belongs you see what i'm saying they want they they want it for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. and and they're not and and they're not willing to go through the hardship and the process of obtaining that Mm -hmm. i feel that so how do you go about they're not they're not willing they're not willing to put in the work yeah. 
how, how did you go about, um, I would say, just removing some of the Honestly, honestly, guys, it was very simple for me. Like, I knew what I, I knew what I wanted and it wasn't, guys, I never wanted, I never wanted money. Like money wasn't my motive. Yeah. yeah. Money was never, I, I am exactly where I've always imagined where I always envisioned, not imagined, visioned to be. Yeah. I, I, I am, I, I created my vision and I, I remember like one day I'm going to have an office and it's going to be a beautiful building and there's going to be a lot of glass yeah. and, and our, you know, our, the name of our company is going to be on that glass. Boom. Done. One day I'm going to work remotely from Hawaii. Right. Yeah. Done. I don't know if you guys have seen some pictures. One day I'm going to be traveling with a really nice, I'll show you. <laughs> like, see, one day I'm going to be traveling with one of these bad boys. And I'm going to look very, very important. And I'm going to look very, very successful. And I'm going to feel really, really good. Right. Done. See, like these visions, I, I, I created them. Yeah. I, I created them. But see, I didn't, I didn't have the wrong motives. I didn't have the wrong motives. I wanted to change my, like, my life, those around me. And I wanted to change the financial trajectory of my family. I am literally the first successful person in my family in its existence. Oh, yeah. And it's ex since the beginning, I don't even know how long, you know, we've been around, but I'm the first successful person in its existence right. ever. So I had to do something that they were not willing to do. Yeah. And I had to put it all on the line. Like I had to, I had to put it all on the line. Like I had to, I had to say, look, this is what I want. And I'm willing to die for it. Yeah. And my, and, and my business partner knows both of us have been willing to die wow. for what we wanted, what we believed in. Mm -hmm. That's good. I'm willing to die for it. If you're not willing to die for what you believe in and what you want, I don't know. It's, it's, probably, it's probably not going to happen. And if it yeah. does happen, it won't happen at this level. Right. Mm -hmm. I think I think we both put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into our podcast. I, I, I'm pretty confident in saying that this man right here next to me is willing to die for yeah. for this, and and so am I. Um, but can can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on on you said not not imagine but vision? Can you elaborate a little more on the difference between the two and why vision is so much more important than imagining what you want? So a vision is is more of a realistic goal or realistic destination in life, yeah. right? In life, not like a physical destination, like you would get up and travel somewhere, but it's more of a, a mental and spiritual destination. Yeah. That's what a vision is. It, it, it you're just, it just happens. There is so much certainty Behind that vision, yeah, wow, like it's already right in your grasp. Mm -hmm. If right, like I'll give you an example. I I am envisioning eating a soup and a salad today. I really am. So guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go eat a soup and a salad. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. So that's the way, and that's the way that's the way it works, guys. Yeah, and you practice that enough times. 
hey, I am envisioning myself working out tomorrow or today. Enough times, then you, then you, it starts bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, yeah, is it a little more work? Yeah, because right now all I got to do is, you know, go to uh, Panera, which is probably where we're going to go after this. Go to Panera and, you know, take my wallet out and create my vision. Well, the same applies to a bigger vision. It just takes a lot more work yeah. and a lot more resources and a lot more time and a lot more effort because the bigger the vision, the harder the work, yeah. the tougher the process. Hmm. I mean, it's not doable. Hmm. Wow. That's really good. What were, um, hey, what were, you know, some of those early days like, um, between you and your partner when you guys were kind of planting the seeds and putting in that early work, you know, before it was known, before it was a platform, before, you know, like at the scratches of everything, when you were building it from scratch, what were those, just what were those days like just in general? I miss those days. Mm. And the reason why I miss those days is because those were the days that we were growing the most. Yeah. We were growing so much. We were growing so much mentally, spiritually, you know, those days, that first year of real entrepreneurship. Yeah. It's probably when you grow the most. Right. So it's, you know, we, I miss those days. Like I miss the hunger. I miss the struggle. Yeah. I miss like the ups, the downs, you know, of, of those days. Wow. Now it's like we're doing very well and we're not comfortable, but we're not, there's no way we're growing the way we were growing during that year. We're growing. We're yeah. growing differently. Now we're growing more on, a ma more on a massive scale because we have more resources to grow with. We have the wisdom. We have the finances. We have the networking. You see, yeah. now it's like you grow, but it's a little easier to grow now. Yeah. It's a lot easier to grow now than it was to grow back then. All right. So I do miss that. I miss, I miss being in the gutter. Man. Jeez, what a statement. I miss the struggle. That's real. So then it's like, I do. I love, I love the struggle. What does it take then at this point in your life to even get you back into that back against the wall mentality? Like, is that even like, is that even there? Like, I don't even want to ask that, but is it even there sometimes? Like, no, it's, it's not really, my back is not against the wall. Um, I'm a growth junkie. Yeah. So is my business partner. We're growth junkies. Mm -hmm. So now it's not about my back being against the wall. Yeah. It's about growing. Right. Because we're growth junkies. Growth to us equals happiness. Yeah. If we're not growing, we're frustrated, we're miserable. So now it's not a matter of back against the wall. Now it's a matter of voluntarily growing. Right. We don't have to grow. We could have stopped this thing a year ago, two years ago, but now it's right. like we want to we want to grow. Yeah. Hmm. Dang. We're about to do announcements for our church service tonight, you know, in front of like a thousand millennials that are between 20 and 25. And, you know, um, this has definitely fueled us in terms of things we want to say um, and how we want to push them tonight and Man. how we want to push them with this platform. Um, Cause we're still so early in this, you know? Yeah, man. So I just, I really appreciate you.
for me personally, just real quick before I, I think before we let you go, um, just thank you again for uh, you know your what you said on on tithing and uh, yeah. like Rudy said I'm, I'm getting we're getting ready to do announcements for our, our church later tonight and uh, on top of that I'm going to be doing a, a little offering message and uh, on tithing and walking this walk that we've walked man when when you relate that to just being will, willing to give everything to God. Um, being willing to die for the thing, that vision that God has given you. Uh, I, I honestly feel like sometimes me and Rudy walk around like, like we must be crazy because no one else sees what we see. Right. And um, just hearing you say what you said and you being where you're at just pushes us so much further. So I really just wanted, wanted to make sure I said thank you on, on the, what you said about tithing. For sure. Yeah. Hmm. For sure, guys. For sure. I'd love to send you out on a word of prayer, but I mean, unless you have any for questions sure. for us. No, man. Um, you know what? You guys, you, you can't, you can't give up. Like you're in life is short. Yeah. And no matter what happens, if, if you're ever on your deathbed, you're not going to re regret the things that you did. You're going to regret the things that you should have done and could have done, but didn't. Yeah. That's, that's just the way it works. You're not going to sit there and regret like, Oh man, I cannot believe I, you know, I, I, I jumped off that, you know, that cliff into the water or I cannot believe that I bought that or I cannot believe that I took that trip or whatever. You're going to really regret the things that you didn't do that you should have done. And this is exactly what you guys are doing. So, yeah. um, I would rather, you know, I would rather die, you know, trying and at least in myself, like that bill that does something to you mentally and spiritually say, Hey, look, you know what? I may have failed. I may have failed there, but at least I, at least I took a shot. Yeah. And that's the, that, you know, then something out, God will put you in another place where it, it this is, bro, it's very like, this is the way entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is you go from failure to failure to failure. You're like, okay, I'm going to try, I'm going to try flipping clothes. I'm going to try flipping cars. You know, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And you find this breakthrough. Like God just like makes, makes a way for you mm -hmm. and you break through and, and then your life just changes forever. So, um, you know, keep pushing and, and don't give up. Thanks, man. Man, thank you. Dear God, I thank you for this day. Um, I thank you for bringing us together and uh, being able to just align our time for us to be able to connect with somebody somewhere else that uh, you've also planted a seed in. There's only one degree of separation because we're both connected to you, God. And uh, I just thank you for how good you are, uh, how good you've been to Carlos and his partner and uh, for them finding one another, God, it, there's, there's no explanation in the world except for you. It's undeniable. Um, but I thank you for success as much as I thank you for struggle. Uh, I praise you for the places that we're going to be. And uh, I just thank you for just vision and just dreams. But uh, God, I, I ask for that extra desire, that extra will uh, to put in the work, to become the doers, to, to make those dreams come to life, God, and uh, that we continue to depend on you. Uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, in any way that we possibly can tie to you that we do. Um, I ask for an extra blanket of protection over Carlos and his partner and their families and their businesses and the ventures that they have going forward, that you'll continue to look over them and be with them every step of the way and give them constant reminders along the way, God. Um, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace and for your kindness. And um, in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, Thank you guys. Yeah, Much man. Much love, man.